Hi and welcome to another episode of Wine and Wisdom. I'm Thomas Lehuang and you're listening to the TL podcast where knowledge is shared and no one takes themselves too seriously. How are we guys? Excellent. Hungries. Good, thank you. Say hungry. Hungry, man. Yep. That's hungry. that's like a just level of hungry. You're always hungry, aren't you? Nah, just hungry a different level hangry. of hungry. So how does the how does the How does the platter look, mate? Is it major requirement? Edible. Awesome, awesome. So um, before we get started about the stoic, I thought just to introduce the wine that I've bought. It's a French wine. It comes from the south of France. Um, the region is actually more closer to Barcelona than it is to Paris, so it's actually got a very big Spanish influence in their wines. Um, it's called us. It's uh, Minervois. How do I say it, Thomas? Is that right? <laughs> Minervois. There, there. Almost. What he just you said. Nearly got it. Very close. Um, it's a Gerard uh, Bertrand, and it's a seventeen. <laughs> you know what? I barely a command of English, right? You yeah. ask me to speak French, please. The homicide detectives on their way, mate. You just <laughs> it's a it's a combination of two grapes. It's something I learned today. It's got it's a Syrah, which is actually a Shiraz. Mm. That we know as a Shiraz, and another grape, which is a Spanish grape called uh, um, Carignan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, <laughs> let's, let's get that's going. That's as close as I'm going to get to it. This <laughs> We've just lost what year, what year is it? 17. Okay. This, um, this region in France is actually one of the oldest wine regions in Europe, um, dated back from 6000 BC. And um, before Cam. Before Cam. Hey. Actually, good time, maybe that a good bottle. Maybe a very good bottle. Yeah. I mean, heritage, isn't it? The, the, uh... Yeah, it's a very old, very old area. They supplied the French army with uh, their rations of wine, this region did, oh, during oh, the okay. war. Thank you. So Thanks, big man. Try to get something we hadn't had before, so cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Good health. Good health and shit haircuts. What's going on with your head? <laughs> Mate, it's winter time. This you, is my winter coat. Do you need a loan? You know, You're 70% right. of your body heat <laughs> escapes from it's your head, It's a built-in head, right? beanie. <laughs> it's my own beanie, that's, that's right. That's nice. Oh, wow, it's not bad. Ooh. Oh, I like that. Good. Oh, hang on, it's from Chris. No, that's <laughs> shit. It's <laughs> <laughs> not bad, mate. That's not bad. What's been happening? Oh, not much, not much. I tell you what, I like this month in the Stoics. Yeah, it's a tough month, hard month. Yeah, October is it's hard because it's no longer about doing; it's about being. Mm. I, I think it's going to be hard. So it's virtue and kindness. So let's have a look. The first five days, who's got what? Good chat. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the first page um, because it. The last line on it says, "Here is where you are right now. It's as good as place as any. Um, it's, it's as good as as good a place as any to let virtue shine and continue to shine for as long as you, you exist." And <clears throat> for me, I think it was just about a lot of people judge themselves on um, things that happen to them or where they're at or where they should be at. But we don't stop sometimes and look at where we actually are at and go, "Okay, regardless of where what's happened or where we've been or anything else." Here is where we are right now. This is what we're doing, and just just shine from there. Yeah, 
yeah, that's why. Good I like chat. It. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Oh, I was uh, number five. Sort of summed up a lot of stuff for me. Words can't be unsaid, um, which is pretty self-explanatory. <coughs> be, be mindful of what's actually coming out of our mouth because once it's happened, it's happened. Yeah, and very very hard to undo. I, I actually had something written down for the same page, Cam. It's uh, something I learned recently. Well, I mean, within twelve months, it says um, have a three second pause. Just before you respond, just have a three-second pause. Just have a think. Just take the time because our first reaction, especially, I know. Doesn't work. Passion. <laughs> doesn't work. The three-week pause and still The three-second yeah. pause doesn't work. <laughs> okay. Just varying levels of silly stuff coming out, isn't it? About UTL, anything? Yeah, I, I like uh, October 3rd where it's written at some stage over and over again. The Stoics reminded themselves of the interconnectedness of life. And really, we are all interconnected. We somehow have got a lot of things in common, but we don't know. We, we actually impact on each other sometimes. By even having one session of the Stoics together, we walk away somewhat changed, maybe sometimes superficial change, sometimes deeper, you know? Absolutely. And I think that's when people start to realize that they actually pay probably more attention to the role that they play, because if you're interconnected and you're affecting someone, then your role good or bad, can change that person. It's a common theme throughout the month, the interconnectedness of, of the world. Not, I didn't mark any of it down because I'm not sure I 100% agree. Like The conversation we're having here, we're broadcasting it, but if we're having this conversation in private, that's not uh, affecting anyone on the other side of the planet. But we also talk about association and, and only hanging around those that are lifting you up, not the opposite, which is sort of uh, goes in the exact opposite direction of interconnectedness. It's almost you're isolating yourself from people who bring you down. So, Do you think interconnectedness is the right word then? Is it more like intertwined? Because you don't necessarily have to be connected to something to be like around it. Like good good interconnection and bad interconnection, you're still connected? Yeah. You can use you the word also interdependence, which is what Marcus Aurelius used. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's so just an interesting concept because part of it is we are all connected in the other parties. There's a lot of hang around only those that you should be hanging around, not the others, which sort of flies in the face. Yeah, of but the, be careful too because the the Stoics is also about how to um, grow as a person. <laughs> how to <laughs> how to help others grow as a person. So you can't really abandon people who are, um, how can I say, not as good as you. You actually have to work very hard to help them. Uh, and, and you don't do it because you want to change them. You do it because you want to give them the ingredients for them to really change themselves. Mm. I mean, one of the months we did in Stoics, it's not about trying to help someone change or trying to change someone. It's fostering an environment where they chase the best, better version of themselves. Mm. So they themselves change themselves. Mm. I think in turn helping those people also come back to help the giver as well at the end of the day. Because the best way about learning is teaching. So stopping and pausing to help someone understand something that you may know better will in turn help you understand that same subject a bit better too. So I think everything is like that interconnected. And then they speak it as separate rivers, rivers running into the same pond. Um, which I think is, you know, we're all working into the same thing. People might have their different paths, directions, but I think it's, um, at the end of the day, we want to be good people and, mm. and have a successful life. October 2nd, for me, actually, is uh, something that is a good reminder for all of us. 
Because we live in a society where getting more and chasing more is very important. And Seneca um, spoke, I mean, he's, he was a very rich person, and he spoke about really the need to invest in yourself. Not, not to run after fortune or anything at all, but just, and, 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 and I think he made it very clear, to invest in yourself is not about becoming uh, more intelligent. It is about becoming a, being good, becoming a better person, being a good person, being a wise person. That's what he's talking about. Not just having more knowledge and how to manipulate others. I think that that's a very, very important page for me too. Mm. Very good. What about the next lot? Six to ten. Six to ten? I really like number six. I, I, I highlighted six. Look out for yeah. each other. Um, and I've just put, just down the bottom, it's, um, it, there's so many different aspects of it that just work. It's, I believe celebrate other people's achievements. I don't think a lot of people do that. They may do it on the surface and secretly have... Um, a little bit of um, jealousy or spite there behind it um, with that achievement. I think if you do it, you know, gen- uh, you know, genuinely uh, celebrating someone's achievement, it is so many levels to it. Number one, it builds a lot better connection with that people, that person. Um, it, it creates a general vibe of posi- positivity wherever you are. And lastly, op- and something that I only thought of when I was thinking about this, it, it builds our own abundance mindset. And stops that lack of that mindset of lack, um, celebrating someone else's victory for whatever it may be, whether it's a, a, a tennis comp or a friend buying a new car or whatever it may be. It creates your own abundance mindset in that that positivity. I think. Yeah, hundred percent agree. I've written something very similar, Chris, because we're in an industry where it's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. People celebrate other people's achievements, but then behind closed doors are knifing you at the same time. Yeah. But there's also this this thing about, you know, we talk about um, giving people leads and referrals and all this stuff and the lack of understanding that a sold sign breeds a sold sign and everyone's trying to keep everything for himself and fighting over scraps, which is only going to minimise what you do. So I think I've written here, don't show you're not jealous, stop being jealous. Yeah, yeah. Um, because, you know, anyone can get on Facebook and clap emoji. Thomas loves his emojis at the moment, so... <laughs> <laughs> he asked us why we were Egyptians before speaking in hieroglyphics, but um, um, yeah, there's no good getting on Facebook and, and giving someone a clap if at the same time at the, side, at the side of your mouth you're going, oh, fuck, got lucky or whatever, you know, got lucky. I love that term, but yeah, jealousy. So yeah, no, I agree. I had that one too. And then I had number nine. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Wait, what is number, number nine? nine? I wrote number nine. What is, what is the title of number nine? Oh, set. set the standards and use them. Yeah. Um, what I love about it, and we might, I might, if we got, I might read the whole thing out because it'll make more sense. But um, I'm there, Mix. Thank you. Oh, Cadbury favourites. Where are we? All right. <coughs> set the standards and use them. When the standards have been set, things are tested and weighed, and the work of philosophy is just this: to examine and uphold the standards. But the work of a truly good person is in using those standards when they know them. And it goes on to say, we go through our days responding and reacting, but it's rare to really pause and ask. And I love this. The questions they ask are awesome. Is this thing I'm about to do consistent with what I believe, or even better, is the kind of is this the kind of thing the person I would like to be should do? And I actually very relevant month for me today with a couple of conversations that have been had. But I asked myself those questions. The work of living is to set the sta- set standards and then not compromise them. 
when you're brushing your teeth, choosing your friends, losing your temper, falling in love, instructing your child or walking your dog, all of those are opportunities. Not, I want to do good, that's an excuse, but I will do good in this particular instance right now. Set a standard, hold fast to it, that's all there is. And there's someone sitting at this table who painfully so holds to his standards and it's ended up in an ear bashing for a couple of us here. But I thought I thought of you, T.L., when, when I read that because you, you are very, very strict on holding to your standards and it doesn't matter if other people have other standards but you've got yours that need to be met and I just thought... But I don't judge you because you don't... It's not about judging. Yeah, I didn't say you did. I just... Is this the kind of thing the person I would like to be should be doing right now? What a question to ask mm. yourself when you're when yeah. you're running into stuff. I thought it was really powerful. Yeah, I think that w- what what the way he wrote it is that we live in a society now when saying I want to do good seems to be enough. That's not enough. You don't say I want to do good. You just do it, right? And you don't say I, 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 I mean, for the moment, you guys know we're doing empower. It's a big headache. and But then <coughs> during one of the break, I just found out that one of the person who said they were going to do photography is no longer doing. That's not, I want to do good. Mm. It's an excuse. But I, I know empire is coming up. There's many things I have to do. You don't think there's many things? Two weeks down the road, we're going to be in, in, in Noosa. Do I use it as an excuse for that day? No. I knew about that day when I engaged myself. And I think that that's the problem with the standards of life, is that the people who are around allow that to be okay. Mm. And, and you and I, we had a long conversation where I said to you last night, sorry, mate, going to have to live by those kind of standards. Mm. And I think it's uh, the other thing he says in there, which he mentioned, one is he says no compromise, and then in the other one he says is hold fast. So a lot of people have standards until it doesn't suit them anymore. Yeah. Right? And that's where that line about... Um, is this thing I'm about to do consistent with what I actually believe? And a lot of the time we don't. We won't have a conversation or we won't hold someone to that level because it doesn't suit what we're trying to achieve in that very moment. But then on the back of that, you're still pretending to be this this thing that you, you're you really not. You're sacrificing your virtue when you're doing that, really. Yeah. Um, well, you can't call it a standard. You're compromising your standard, your it, virtue. It fails to be a standard the minute it's Compromise. negotiated, yeah, yeah. doesn't it? Because yep. a standard... Absolutely by definition, would be a fixed line, wouldn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's go on. And then the next, the very next day... Um, Which day is that? Reverence and justice. Yep. Um, resist and persist. October 10th, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I've got here, read the page. So, leave the past behind, let the grand design take care of the future and instead only rightly guide the present to reverence and justice. Reverence so that you'll love uh, what you've been allotted... So going back to being happy where you are. Mm. And um, for nature brought you both to each other. Justice so that you'll speak the truth freely and without evasion. And so that you'll act only as the law and the value of things require. So Aulus Gilius relates that Epictetus once said, if anyone would take the two words to heart and take pains to govern and watch over themselves by them, they will live an impeccable and immensely tranquil life. The two words are persist and resist that's great advice but what principle should determine what we persist in and what we ought to resist marcus supplies the answer reverence and justice in other words virtue so when all else fails if we we are 
present enough to be happy with what we've got and all we are doing is in each moment seeking to do the right thing, which is justice, we can't really lose. And, um, yep. Yeah, I enjoy nice. that. Moving forward from there, where do we go? With I had a bit of a funny one, LOL on number 11, because it talks about um, why we have to announce our intention to be honest. Do we all know someone who says That's to funny. be honest all the, I get time, it all the time? Or all the time. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to tell can you, be honest or with you. Can I be honest with you right now? So I've written a bit of an LOL here because it says in there, if you have to announce the times you're going to be honest, what does it say about the rest of the time you're exactly speaking? Exactly right. And I just think a lot of people could hear that and read that page and have a good think about. I know a couple of people who are famous for to be honest, to be honest, to be. Well, what are you saying the rest of the time? Yeah. What, what are we doing? So. I think it's a guard for them. It's their way of saying I'm going to say something that you might not like. So. Don't hate me. Yeah, yeah, and it says that in the book, whether it's a throwaway line or not. The idea is if we're doing um, reverence and justice, we're speaking our truth the whole time, yeah. so it shouldn't need... It's an insecurity in themselves. It shouldn't need announcing. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you wonder whether the times... If, if someone is announcing it all the time, you go, well, how come you didn't say to be honest this time? Is it you're full of shit now? Or is, yeah, interesting. That's the way I think of it. No, there's a lot of people I know that use that line, and it's exactly what I think. If you're going to announce that you're going to be honest, what's happening previous mm. to that? Yeah. yeah. I liked uh, October 12. Um, always love. Yeah. Yep. Um, Boring. Horatio's <laughs> <laughs> I can teach love potion uh, made without any drugs, herbs, or special or special spell. Um, if it would be loved, love. I, I just wrote a simple line down the bottom. You can choose, and I think I heard it from you, Thomas, is you can choose to love or you can choose to hate, which one is easier to do. Mm. And uh, you can carry that emotional baggage around that, you know, whether it's revenge or hate or whatever spite, but love's just so much. Feels easier. good. <laughs> I had, up. I had a line um, highlighted. It just says there is almost no situation in which hatred helps. Yet almost every situation is made better by love. And I think, like, I was always taught as growing up, you shouldn't use the word hate. It's yep. not really a good word to use because it's it's really strong and it's not, um, like, yeah, it's not a good word to use. That was just something that was yep. ingrained in me. And I think if you think about it. Hatred is something that's normally within. So if you're showing hatred or you're feeling hatred, you're doing more damage to yourself than what you're doing to the other person. So it's actually like a reverse effect. Mm. Like you can be like, oh, I hate this or I hate that person or I hate whatever. They're only words. It's, it's the inner feelings that go with that word that are actually doing the damage. And it's doing the damage to yourself. It's not doing the damage to the Absolutely. person that you're saying it about because you're not normally saying it to the person anyway if those words are being used. Like it's normally behind their back rather than in the belly. So it's <laughs> you're actually just doing it to yourself. Like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And the other thing, you exactly. know, a lot of people think hate's the opposite of love, but I remember someone asked me a question one day and I said, what's the opposite of love? And I said, hate. He said, no, indifference, indifference because hate... hate. Ah, there's a feeling. There's a feeling. There's you an must still response. care. Yeah. So love is a is an emotion that you feel towards someone, and hate is an emotion you feel towards them. They're not opposite. Um, indifference is the opposite of. Uh, okay. So if you really thought about it, and you you got to, why do I hate this person? There must be a feeling there that needs to be rectified. So that's they often say they often say hate's a reflection in uh, failures of our own self, not right. the others. <clears throat> Like a jealousy thing? Yeah, well... That I hate your hair at the moment. Because you don't have any. No, but I'm quite happy with mine, so... That's <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't hate it, you dislike how it looks. Oh, mate. Built-in beanie, mate. Built-in beanie. 
getting ready for the winter sleep out to help the homeless. <laughs> I thought I'm really going to get into character. Going to hibernation. Yeah. October 13 meant a lot to me. Um, is that the best way to avenge yourself is to not be like that. That's Marcus Aurelius. And I think it, it takes a lot of ego to say, Do you know what, we don't have to play that game. Let's just keep on playing our game. And quite, of, quite often our ego tells us, Man, I'm going to get you back. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to sleep until I get you. And, Jesus, is that how you want to spend a portion of your life? Being fueled by, mm. <laughs> by the hatred or vengeance against someone you don't even like? Well, it's so not sustainable either. It's not sustainable. I think we're going to have to be careful on October 13. I thought I'd, I like it. Yeah, then October 14, yeah. don't get mad. Hell, what oh. does it mean? What does that oh, mean? It's awesome. And I, I've, I've written here, wow, because we've had a couple of instances of this lately, right? So someone pisses you off and instead of talking to the person who's pissed you off and make them aware that what they're doing might not be the right thing to do so they could at least have an opportunity to change, we're too busy bitching to everyone else about it. We bitch to everyone else except the person who's done the thing or might have done the thing. So what chance have they got to change? Yeah. To rectify uh, it, down the bottom it said we don't just want people to be better, we expect it to magically happen. So, yeah. You expect by talking about it, not to them, that they're going to know Everyone they did else. the wrong and thing. It, yeah, it's a couple, it was, it's, there's been a couple of incidents lately around where people are talking to someone about an issue instead of the person who the issue is with and how can the person fix the issue, you know? Mm-hmm. We too often lament someone's actions without calling them out on it. If no one calls them out on it, how can they improve? Now, um, yeah, you read that, and it's it's only come to the fore in a couple of conversations in the last week because I'm I'm probably one of the worst for it, not calling people out on their their um, issues because I don't see it as helping them. I'm too busy to throw it in. Oh, they won't change baskets, so I'll just bitch to everyone else. But that doesn't help that person. So don't get mad. Help. What a how good. That's nice. How PA. do you change that then? Oh, how do you, you change that in you? Oh yeah, no, I've already I've already been made aware of it and I, I'm already I go through fits and starts right sometimes I t- tell too many people what they're doing wrong like you and your chocolates got the right? message but loud and clear and I was, I, was, I was talking to TL last night sometimes it's so much easier to do it with someone who you've got a great relationship with and actually tell each other what you're thinking mm. than not a complete stranger but someone you don't have that relationship and that doesn't make any sense yeah right? um, so we treat the ones nearest and dearest to us sometimes worse than we Treat people who... Your chocolate's my hair. Thanks, Cam. <laughs> <laughs> but he was doing it with love. He was doing it with love. Yeah. There was definitely no Therefore, you need to forgive him. You need to forgive he him. He just wanted right? me to fight back, so he yeah. felt love, that's all. I think we I think we subconsciously, we pick who we think is worthy of our help and everyone else can go get stuffed. You know? oh, like we, we're going to help each other because we, we have a relationship with, uh, with each other, but anyone else... Stuffing out, well, we're not going to talk, tell them about it because why do they need our help or we don't see it as help? Or do you so see maybe that we give it to those who we think will respond positively to it, who actually were taking the time so they'll respond in a positive way? Sometimes to that. the closer you are to someone, the harder yeah, it is to tell them. There'd be a whole lot of reasons why we don't do it, but what they're saying is it, it's almost a reversal in thinking for most people, I think. It's true. For most of us, true. we don't go to the person. I mean, they use the example of people annoying you on a plane, but even in all the bitching that goes on all the time, if you just spoke to the person about it, maybe the person would change their behaviour. Maybe they won't. Yeah. But at least one... You've tried. You've said it. Yep. You can't be accused of talking behind someone's back or gossiping. Mm. And two, you're giving them the opportunity to change. Yep. 
unless unless sometimes they're not ready for the lesson. Yeah, so you, you have to also be careful. But you won't know that till you talk to them, will you? No, you have to know. I think that you have the responsibility to know whether a person is is ready for a lesson. So you can't just be a a a speaker. You know, a speaker. You, you have to be using your nail cortex and think. Hold on, is this something that the person's ready for? I mean, there's things that I probably would want to tell my children, but they're 13. They, I can't probably tell them now because they're not ready for it. So th- that's an example. It's the same thing, you know. I mean, the growth that you've gone around me now, that we're doing a lot of things together and we, we spend a lot of like a half an hour e- each night. So you can see my demand on you is, is rising. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you probably told Chris that sometimes he has to think for half an hour before he says five seconds of a, a, a sentence to me because he knows I demand that, that level. Why? Because if, if we spend that kind of time together, I want my mate to, to improve. It's very so hard to have a conversation when one of you is having a stroke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so on that then, like if you, if you say the person has to be ready though to hear it, how do people grow then? Because quite often... It's the things that you're maybe not ready for but you need to hear that then like you hear them and, yeah, it might hurt or, yeah, you might not be ready for it but you then might go away and think about it or let it sink in or you go back to the person and say, look, thought about what you said and... No, I think it's a cop-out. I think it's about your uh, laziness in terms of trying to listen to the person. If I gave you a steak, I wouldn't want you to swallow the whole steak. I would want you to eat it bit by bit. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for me when I know a message to just give you bit by bit. Okay. So sometimes people say to you, oh, well, I know you want like this, but I had to tell you, but you know, you, you need to hear it. No, it's, it, you're now using sales techniques to tell someone I'm getting you to swallow a steak because I did not spend the time into helping you getting it chunk by chunk. I think it's a responsibility of these people who are at high level to just think ahead. If if I sat down with uh, Cameron a, a few months ago before we embarked on, on, on this thing and said, well, I need him here, and I gave him that on day one, he probably would have choked. But it's, it's all about, oh, I, I know exactly where, where, where we need to be going, and we go gradually, and then we go slowly. But I, I demand more and more. Mm. And... and I think that that's the bit. So you, you, you give the student maybe that a bit of a stakes every single time. You have to help the person. How did you... You always... I, I, I love metaphors because they teach you a lot of things. How do you feed a baby? A little bit at a time. How do you feed a child? How, how do you teach a child how to, how to read the book? Do you go... Here's a book, Pride and Prejudice. Good read luck. it. <laughs> we talk about it in two days. Uh, no, it's serious. And that's the same thing about people. And I think it's a cop-out when you use that line. A lot of people, too, would feed someone the whole steak just to lift the burden off themselves, yeah, even though a lot of the time they probably know they shouldn't. But they've got something on their mind, they've got something chewing them up, and rather than deal with it and process it in a way that helps everybody, you'll, you'll unload it all in one hit and... So there you go, cop that. Yeah, and I'm, I and love steak, man. Yeah, and and I'm not saying that, you know, some, some people, sometimes you have to give them, all right? But then you have to go in your own head and think, have I been giving him every pieces? But when someone says to you, well, man, I know you were not meant, to, you, you're, uh, maybe I shouldn't tell you as it is, but there are things you have to hear. 
and the person's so far behind. And it, it, it's just a whack on, on the head. I, I think that you have the responsibility to at least know. Mm. Interesting. That's good. Mm. All right, what about what 16 to 20? 18 is my favourite of the whole yeah. book, I think. Frenemies. There's nothing worse than a wolf befriending sheep. Avoid false friendship at all costs. If you are good, straightforward and well-meaning, it should show in your eyes and not escape notice. It's pretty obvious that one should keep away from the wicked and the two-faced as much as possible, the jealous friend, the narcissistic parent, the untrustworthy partner. At first glance, Marcus Aurelius is reminding us to avoid false friends. But, and this is a bit I love, what if we turn around? What if instead we ask about the times that we have been false to our friends? Ultimately, that's what Stoicism is about. Not judging other people's behaviour, but only judging your own. We've all been a frenemy at one point or another. We've been nice to their face, usually because there was something in it for us. But later in different company, we said how we really felt. Or we've strung someone along, cared only when things were going well, or declined to help even though someone really needed us. This behaviour is beneath us and worth remembering the next time we accuse someone else of being a bad friend. Often we get hurt when someone does wrong by us, but we forget that we've probably done the same thing somewhere along the line ourselves. And, uh, yeah, I like that. Good chat. It's nice, Cam. <laughs> Thank you. Very deep. It's good. It was. It was. It was yeah, it's a. It's a good page. Absolutely. I, lo I love seventeen because I think that in this day and age, people are not doing that anymore. I think to be kind and 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 to be nice to people. I don't think it is something that people do. They do it because there is something in it for me. Mm. I think it's sad. For example, you know, the line that Seneca has in there, whenever wherever there is a human being, we have the opportunity for kindness. I, I think that it's something that needs to come back. Mm. We, we only do it because, yeah, well, you're working for me. I'm going to do it so that you understand the value of it. Mm. I think it's the wrong reason, mm. you know. the Like many of us have worked, Pretty hard for empower. Many of us have have got have spent a lot of time. There's not. <laughs> I keep on telling people. There's not a dollar for me. There's not a a, a, a an iota of uh, expectation of something in return. Yeah. You just have to do it because you have to because we are all in the interdependent. I love this page. It says you can seek to understand who they are, what they need, um, focus on impulses might act on them, and they can treat them in well and be better for it. We don't know what people need when they need it. Need it. Sometimes that we'll see. I was saying the teacher will arise when their students ready, right? Yep. But it's simple. If you can be anything, just be kind. If people need help, be kind. Just help people. It's a very simple premise. But be calm without expecting in return. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Which I've written down 22 and 23, which basically say exactly the same thing later yep. in the book. Uh, what drives your self-improvement? It's, it's easy to do self-improvement to a point, but why are you doing it? It talks about why are you getting the six-pack. Is it only so you can show off on Instagram or are you only reading these books so you can tell people you're reading the books? Do you um, think that kind and nice get mixed up? Like, Kind doesn't have to be nice. Nice. That's kind right. can no, be direct and honest and, and sometimes tough. a little sometimes bit Sometimes you've got to be cruel to be kind. Yeah, is that the I think people mix those two words up. That was something that I was reading this book. I sort of thought, you know, people get caught on this tangent of being kind or nice, but it's not the same thing. The words get interchanged, but they're not the same. They're very different. No, it's sort of, I mean, it's 
back to don't get mad help, but sometimes we think we're helping someone by just being nice to them when what they really need is someone to tell them tough love. how it is. You know? um, but it might be seen as tough love, but, but really, um, yeah, um, it's, it's, yeah, you're 100% right. I'm having a stroke. Thank you, Cam. I'll take that <laughs> as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. It's 100 to 1 now. Just so what about know. 21 to 25? <laughs> yeah, we're 23. So we just sort of touched on 22. What's driving your self-improvement? Make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. If you're doing it for the right reasons, it probably means you're not shouting it out to the world. Um, if you go to the gym just so you can post on the Instagram that you're going to the gym, then you're probably not in it for the right reasons and it won't be sustainable. But at Love 23... Um, it talks about regardless of what you were born with, whether you know you can't. If you were born short, you can't be tall, and if you were born uh, with a low IQ, you can't increase your IQ. It doesn't happen. There's genetic things that are involved, but what isn't genetic is your right to choose to do the right thing, your right to choose to be kind to somebody, your right to choose um, your values, the right to choose to stick to your principles or bend your, your principles. And I think a lot of people blame um, their upbringing or their their circumstances younger in life for being an arsehole now. But every minute of every day, every word that comes out of your mouth, you have a choice whether you say it or not. You have a choice whether you do it. And I, I think people need reminding of that more more often than not. I think sometimes people choose to be. Um, they choose to be along with the status quo. They they choose to be along with what the crowd is saying or yeah, what, the crowd. what the the expected social norm is, opposed to saying, well, no, this is what I think because in this day and age, there's so much, um, there's such a big platform for people to give their opinion that people go, well, I've got to go with what that opinion is, and then there's the opposite side of the scale that you know people want to. Um, protest against that opinion and really have their place to say something but yep. you're 100% right Cam it, it comes back to the choice thing you have the choice you always have the choice yeah. the ones that Marcus Aurelius rattles off are, um, you have the choice in honesty dignity endurance chastity boring um, <coughs> contentment frugality <coughs> kindness freedom persistence avoiding gossip and magnanimity which is being humble you you have you can choose. You can choose to be happy. You can choose to be dignified. You can choose to endure. You can choose to be truthful. And if you're not any of those things, you're choosing not to be. And it's no one else's fault but your own. Yeah. Comes down to self, right? Yeah, I love page uh, October twenty fourth, where he says that goodness is is an, is not something that's going to be delivered by mail. You have to dig it right. Up inside your own soul, that's where goodness is. And so it's not just about doing good, it's really going in deep inside your soul. And everyone knows what's good, mm. right? When, when you do the wrong thing, you know when you're doing the wrong thing, okay? Unless you've got really some genetic issue in the brain, but you know. And, yeah. and so before you do that goodness, you have to really go deep inside your, your soul. Mm. I love it. Yeah. I liked um, October 25th. Um, it says two tasks, and your two tasks is to be a good person and pursue what you love. That's your two tasks in life. And anything else than that, you, you're, sick, you're living a second-rate a second rate life. Um, and uh, are we living our best life or are we living what someone else thinks we should be doing or society thinks we should be doing? Coming back to that you know, group think and so forth. Those two tasks, 
So are we either being the best, absolute best version, true version of ourselves? I really like that page. You got anything else, Megzy? Not on those pages. Yeah. My last one's 29. Okay. How Let's good go. is how good is it? Three words. Character is fate. And when you think about it outside of even what the page says, you, you I was talking to someone last week and we're having a few issues at the footy club and the, the leadership of the footy club is blaming the people underneath the footy club for the footy club not performing. And I, I wrote back to them because they tend to abuse us in a WhatsApp group, which always goes well. I wrote back, you know, I was always taught that if you, you look at the performance of the leaders, you'll see the performance of the team. And same thing with character is fate. We're pretty much you can guarantee anywhere you are in life is because of your actual character. So... People who are having an absolute shit go and things keep going wrong and they're having health issues and all this stuff, you, you pretty much look deeper into it and see where their character is at most times. And I, I love it. It's something that should scare the shit out of you and also inspire you that strong character means you're going to be all right. It is your fate. So. It's, it's important, to, I think, understand or for people to understand that character is not concrete. It's, it, it's something you can change. It's something you can improve. It's something that you can work on to be a better person. So character is an evolution. It's not necessarily a stagnant thing. <coughs> so people can be better. People can grow. Yeah. Um, but you're right. You know, it goes into the sort of one of the pages at the end. It says, um, you, you, you know, lion's share. You can't complain about not being better if you're not putting the effort in um, and wanting to be better in, in reading and studying and hanging around those people. Your actions determine your outcome. Yes. Absolutely. And then and your actions are driven by your character. So your choices at every moment and those Spot things on. that we were talking about before are driven by your character. So if your outcomes aren't real good, maybe it's worth looking at yep. the mm. guy that's behind. Yeah, the, this this was a title for Russell Gough's book, isn't it? Character is Destiny, the book that I spoke about, that. you know? And so he used that title from this. And, and in his book, he actually used a lot of things from the Greek... And, and the Roman times. And that's what it is. Y your destiny is determined by that character of yours. Mm. Love it. I love awesome. it. Love it. Anything else? You know Anybody what? Else? The last one, October 31st for me, you were, you were born good. Yeah. And that's simple. It, it doesn't need much to be said, you know, said behind it. Right at the last, it says, as Sanika pointed out, philosophy is a tool to strip all, uh, strip all away. To get back to our true nature, we we learn hatred, we learn racism, we relearn pedred pedred ped. <laughs> can't even speak now. Yeah, thank you. Scrap that bit Good out. Speech. The recording. Uh, <laughs> we learn ped. <laughs> don't edit this. How do you say it? Tell me. <laughs> What's the word? I don't even know no, what no, you're trying to say. When you don't like someone, what is it? Ped. Uh, dislikingness. Pedro. 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 <laughs> anyway, jeez, oh, hey, cut this out. So, as Seneca says, <laughs> what we, does Seneca all, say? A lot of those traits are learnt. They're learnt traits, um, and we can we can get rid of that, all those yeah, yeah. through through learning the a lot of what's in in the Stoics. Can you really find out what that word is for me now, mate. I'm dying to know. Google it in Pedro. the break, Cam. Pedro, Pedro. What's it mean? Vote one. <laughs> Pedro. You want one more than the but other. But one, Pedro. Yeah. Well, you, want one, well, you want more one than so, the other. So, so let's let's Preference. close October. Let's close October. What will be a one word or one line that defines this this month for you? Well, I was thinking that question like before we started. I, I just don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, 
if, if you read page 67, it was written in the last three lines of uh, page 67, <laughs> right? <laughs> right, Pedro, Pedro. Shut up. Pedro. I think what sums up the whole thing for me is set your standards and... One word. Stick to them. You Choice. Say one word. Choice. One, one, one word or one line. Oh, one line. You can yeah, have a one sentence, one yeah. Jesus. Well, that's not what he said before. Oh, we were here to be free, mate. Sheep or you're a, a wolf. Depends. Set your standards yep. and don't negotiate on them. I think it covers off pretty much everything else. If you have high standards, you won't have to worry about words that can't be unsaid um, and and the rest of the stuff we were talking about. So, What do you reckon, Peter Peter? Pedro. Well, I think if Peter 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 Peter, no. I think like if you, if you have a, any thought about anything, if you start with kindness... And whether that's a hard love, tough love, long line. Kindness is the is the first thing that you should think of. Okay, is that a short enough line? Love, just love, love. Meg's choice, choice. Yeah, what choice. do you mean? It's your you choose. You choose to be happy. You choose to be angry. You choose to be kind. You choose to be hurtful. You choose to love. You choose. Right. It's your choice. Okay. Healthy choices. Looking Don't out for yourself. Don't blame others. Just remember those. For me, it was that being a good person, it's a, it, it takes a lot of hard work. It's not easy. And I think the month of October, of out of the entire year so far that we've read, it was the toughest because the, the other things is an action. You can do one bad one, tomorrow you can do a good one. Mm. And you can start getting onto the habit of doing a bit more of a good one. But to get onto the, that consistency of doing good one day after next for the rest of your life, that's Maybe that's why most people don't go for that. Mm. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, it's been great, well guys. Done. Great True. book. That one was not bad. All right. Well, it's not bad. It's not bad. We'll see. But because mine's coming up, I can't really say it's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> How do we pronounce it? Again? Not bad. Uh, Pedro uh, something. Minervio. Pedro. Red wine. Pedro. Good one, man. Good one. Thanks, guys. Peace. Thank you.